All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the CV Update. The NFL playoffs are underway, and today's games were pretty good. I was right about the Buffalo Bills and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who beat the Indianapolis Colts and Washington football team, respectively. The Bills defeated the Colts 27-24, and the Buccaneers defeated the Washington football team, a game which just ended shortly ago, uh, 31-23. However, I was very wrong about the Los Angeles Rams, and I get the major props because they went into Seattle and beat the Seattle Seahawks by a score of 30-20, to even though Jared Goff, who actually didn't start this game, that was John Wolford, who started this game, and then he got hit. Uh, he had to actually go to the hospital because he took a bad hit and Jared Goff came into the game with a bad hand and still led the Rams to beat the Seahawks by a score of 30-20 to 20 at CenturyLink Field. That's a pretty big stunner and that's clearly the upset so far of this postseason. Yesterday, I covered these three games that were being played and as promised, I am back today to cover the three wildcard games tomorrow. So those games are the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Tennessee Titans, the Chicago Bears visiting the New Orleans Saints, and the night game is going to be the Cleveland Browns making their first postseason appearance since 2002 playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the night game at 8.20 p.m. Anyways, let's begin. So first off is the Baltimore Ravens playing the Tennessee Titans. That kickoff is scheduled at 1.05 p.m. at Nissan Stadium in Tennessee. Uh, both teams are 11-5, and five, and the Ravens are actually the wild card this season as the Pittsburgh Steelers won the division. And this is really a true toss-up. And Tennessee, of course, is the AFC South winner, and that's the reason the Colts uh, played today and they lost to the Buffalo Bills as the wild card. So this is really a true toss-up as both teams are very talented. And there's also a very intriguing storyline as this is a rematch from last season's divisional round when the Titans were the sixth seed and they were 9-7. and seven. They upset the top seed Ravens, who were 14-2, and two, and that was, of course, Lamar Jackson's MVP season for the Ravens. So they won that game 20 to 12 in Baltimore. And these two teams again have played in the regular season this uh season in 2020. And the Titans won that game 30 to 24. So let's just look into the Ravens a little bit. Uh obviously there's quarterback Lamar Jackson who coming off from an MVP season in 2019, he was still good in 2020, but obviously the statistics weren't as flashy as they were in 2019. In 15 games, he threw for 2,757 yards with 26 touchdown passes and nine interceptions. He also had 159 carries for 1,005 yards, which led the team, and he also scored seven touchdowns on the ground. So he's still very dynamic as a runner, and even though he wasn't as dynamic as his 2019 season, he still played at a high level, and once again, the Ravens are a contender for the Super Bowl. Uh, at running back, it's also worth mentioning J.K. Dobbins, who this season had 134 carries for 805 yards with nine touchdowns, and Gus Edwards with a 144 carries for 723 yards and six touchdowns. For the top receivers and tight ends to watch out for, there's a wide receiver Marquise Hollywood-Brown, they like to call him, 58 catches this season for 769 yards and eight touchdowns, and there's tight end Mark Andrews, who is one of Jackson's favorite uh targets as well. He had 58 catches this season for 701 yards and seven touchdowns. As for the Ravens defense, this is a very good defensive unit. They are the sixth ranked pass defense allowing 221 yards through the air and they're the eighth ranked run defense allowing 108.8 yards through the ground. And this will be tested against the Titans who of course rely very heavily on running back Derrick Henry. And speaking of Henry and the Titans, let's look at them a little bit. So somehow, Derrick Henry, the running back, has gotten even better since last season. 
that he had a truly historic 2020 season, which is going to put him into MVP consideration. Why? Because this season, he had 378 carries for 2,027 yards and 17 touchdowns. So the Ravens' eighth-ranked run defense will have his hands full. By the way, this is the first time a running back has reached 2,000 yards since Adrian Peterson did in 2012. And Peterson, of course, won MVP that season. As well, it's also worth mentioning, though, this Titans offense is a lot better than the one we saw last season. As quarterback Ryan Tannehill has really emerged as well. He's not just a game manager anymore. This season, he threw for 3,819 yards and 33 touchdown passes with seven interceptions. And at wide receiver, the Titans have some very good players as well. There's wide receiver A.J. Brown, who has 70 catches this season for 1,075 yards and 11 touchdowns. And there's also Corey Davis, who has 65 catches for 984 yards and five touchdowns. A pretty good uh, final season as he just enters free agency. And there's also tight end Jonu Smith, who has 41 receptions for 448 yards and eight touchdowns. So the Titans have a lot of talented players on, on offense, not just uh, Derrick Henry. So that's going to be something that's going to be worth watching. But for the defense, this is where things kind of get a little dicey for the Titans. They're actually 29th in the league for the pass defense, allowing 277.4 yards through the air. And their run defense is also not that great as they're 19th in the league, allowing 120.8 yards through the ground. So the defense is definitely a concern. And we know the Ravens, they love to run the football, especially with Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. And they're more of the team that will complete short passes and try to rely heavily on the ground to make big gains. So... Yeah, this is going to bring into my prediction this time. I know um, Lamar Jackson is 0-2 in the playoffs with two straight one-and-dones. And last season against this Titans team, he did not play that well. Like, I know he threw for over 350 yards, but he didn't play that well. They only scored 12 points. And this is going to be a big game for him. And the Titans are allowing fans back at Nissan Stadium. So home field does actually matter. So like, in some games, for example, there are no fans allowed or very limited fans. But um, the fact that there will be Titans fans there will definitely make um, favor the Titans for this game and the Ravens are three-point favorites and I actually have the Ravens winning this game by a score of 34 to 31 it's going to come down to Justin Tucker so I pretty much have the Ravens winning by exactly three points which they are favored by so that's the Ravens Titans game the first one so the second game is the Chicago Bears visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that's at 4.40 p.m. The Bears finished 8-8 eight and eight this season, and they're the seventh seed as the Packers won the NFC North. So they kind of got lucky in a sense, or I guess you can say unlucky because they have to play the New Orleans Saints, who are very good. But they got lucky by to make the playoffs just because they made it through the seventh seed, which wasn't which only was introduced this season. So of course they finished behind the Packers, who won the NFC North, while the Saints finished twelve and four, and they won the NFC. Sorry, the, N the NFC South, not the North. And this is, of course, the second meeting of the season. The Saints won the first game 26-23 in overtime back on November 1st at Soldier Field. However, an interesting note for that game is that uh, the quarterback at the time is different. As that For that game, it was uh, quarterback Nick Foles, who, of course, is now the backup again. And now this time the starter is going to be Mitchell Trubisky, the 2017 second overall pick. Um, he's back at starter after being benched for Nick Foles due to some ineffective play. But Foles also struggled and got injured or something happened and now 
Trubisky is back. And in 10 games this season, he has 2,055 yards and thrown for 16 touchdowns and eight interceptions. The running back is David Montgomery, who has 247 carries for 1,070 yards and eight touchdowns. And the wide receivers to watch out for are Allen Robinson, who's the best one. He has 102 catches this season for 1,250 yards and six touchdowns. There's also Darnell Mooney, who has 61 receptions for 631 yards and four touchdowns. And Jimmy Graham, who has 50 receptions for four 186 yards and eight touchdowns. So watch out for Graham tomorrow, especially if Trubisky is able to get going. Um, look for him to target Graham just because Graham is someone who is one of his favorite red zone targets, as evident by the eight touchdowns. And if the Bears are to win this game, though, it's going to have to be through the defense. Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith leading that unit. The Bears are 12th in pass defense, allowing 231.6 yards a game through the ground and 15th and one. Uh, defense allowing 113.4 yards on the ground. I meant to say pass defense, uh, 231.6 yards through the air. And this hasn't really been the best unit in the regular season. So they, but they do have the talent, and they're going to have to play lights out if the Bears are even going to have a chance. And I think they do have a chance, and I'll get to that in a little bit. So for the Saints, um, it's going to be quarterback Drew Brees, who's likely retiring after the season. He missed four games already. To, due to um, breaking numerous ribs back uh, when the Saints played the 49ers in the regular season. so But he finished with a pretty solid stat line in the games he did play. He threw for 2,942 yards with 24 touchdowns and six interceptions in the 12 games. And at running back, obviously, their stud, Alvin Kamara, who, had, who this season had 187 carries for 932 yards and 16 touchdowns with 83 receptions, 756 yards, and five touchdowns. And he, of course, in his last game, which was week 16, in the regular season at least uh he scored six touchdowns against the minnesota vikings which was one of the all-time great games crazy game altogether there's also latavius murray who's worth mentioning he has 146 carries as well with 656 yards and four touchdowns so the camara murray um tandem at running back is one of the best in the league and this is definitely going to be one that keeps the bears on their toes because they're gonna to have to watch out for this and as well um there's also emmanuel sanders who this season has 61 receptions for 726 yards and five touchdowns tight end jared cook uh, also has a it's someone to watch out for he has 37 receptions for 504 yards and seven touchdowns and also at the end the saints also have michael thomas who this season only plays seven games due to injuries but he will be back he this season he was a down year obviously due to the injuries but in the regular season he has 40 catches for 438 yards but this is someone who at his peak is was last season he was the best wide receiver in the league. He set a record for most catches, and he's an outstanding player. So if he's healthy and back, that's a huge asset for the Saints, even with a down 2020 season. The Saints' defense is fantastic in both passing and running. They rank fifth in pass defense, allowing 217 passing yards, and they're fourth in run defense, allowing 93.9 yards through the ground. So that doesn't really bode well for the Bears, who are kind of struggling on trying to figure out their offense, and isn't that great? Like, they have players, but... Um, the quarterback play is kind of suspect at best. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Saints' defense is outstanding. So, uh, really, to be honest, though, at their full potential, the Saints would blow out this Bears team, which is not a good team at all. But I will say this. When considering the fact that this Saints offense hasn't played in many games together, and I mean Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, Sanders, all being on the field at the same time, it hasn't. there haven't been many games where that's happened this season just because obviously Kamara missed a couple games due to COVID. Breeze missed some time due to the broken ribs. Thomas has missed a lot of the season already. And just due to that, like the on-field chemistry and the sync that you get throughout the season, the Saints don't really have that. And you factor in the fact that 
like Michael Thomas finished the season on IR. He's probably going to be rusty. And Kamara actually had to practice virtually this week after he um, got COVID, and he should be able to play. But I could see the offense struggling, and the defense, I expect the Saints defense to carry the load. And the Saints offense, I think, will do enough to pull away late. And they are 10-point favorites, and I think they'll cover that. I think the Saints will beat the Bears by a score of 23-10. to 10. So I have them winning by 13. And the last game, this is going to be a very interesting game just because of the storyline. It's going to be the Cleveland Browns visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's the last game. Kickoff was scheduled for 8.15 p.m. And for the first time since 2002, the Browns are in the playoffs with an 11-5 record. But that's only good for the third spot in the AFC North. They finished third just because the Steelers, who are won the division at 12-4. and four. The Ravens also finished at 11-5 and five and won the tiebreaker because the Ravens beat them twice in the regular season. So this is also the third meeting between these two teams. The Steelers won the first game 38-7 uh, to seven earlier in the year, but the Browns won uh, the Week 17 matchup by a score of 24-22, but that also comes with a little bit of an asterisk just because um, the Steelers rested most of the starters, including quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, and the fact that the Browns only won by two doesn't bode too well for the Browns for this game just because the Steelers are going to be a lot better this time. For the Browns, though, it's a terrific story altogether. Like, they lost wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. to an ACL tear back in October, and it comes to quarterback Baker Mayfield. This season, he threw for 3,563 yards with 26 touchdown passes and eight interceptions. The running game, that's probably the best in the league, is by far. It's led by Nick Chubb, who this season... He missed a couple games, and he still finished with 190 carries for 1,067 yards and 12 touchdowns. But right behind him is Kareem Hunt, who this season has 198 carries for 841 yards and six touchdowns. And he caught 38 passes for 304 yards and also a team-leading five touchdown receptions. At a wide receiver, there's Jarvis Landry, who this season has 72 receptions for 840 yards and three touchdowns. And Rashard Higgins, who has 37 receptions for five 199 yards and four touchdowns. There's also tight end Austin Hooper, who this season caught 46 passes for 436 yards and four touchdowns. The Browns' defense is a little interesting. They rank 22nd in pass defense, allowing 247.6 yards through the air, and they're ranked 9th in run defense, allowing 110.8 yards through the ground. For the Steelers, it's going to come down to quarterback Ben Roethlisberger as well. Um, it's going to be a passing offense just because um, – the Browns' run defense is very good, but the pass defense isn't that great. So I expect the Steelers to throw the ball. Roethlisberger had a solid season, 3,803 passing yards with 33 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. The Steelers' top running back is uh, James Conner, who this season has 169 carries for 721 yards and six touchdowns. He's also caught 35 passes for 215 yards. At wide receiver, the Steelers have a lot of talented players. There's uh, leader Deontay Johnson, who led the team this season with with 88 receptions for 923 yards and seven touchdowns. And the rookie Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, 62 receptions this season for 873 yards and nine touchdowns. And don't forget Juju Smith-Schuster, who this season led the team with 97 receptions for 831 yards and also caught nine touchdowns. And tight end Eric Ebron's also worth mentioning, 56 receptions this season for 558 yards and five touchdowns. And for the Steelers' defense, they are a very, very good defense overall. They led the league with 56 sacks this season. And in the passing game, they're third in the league, allowing 194.4 yards through the air. <clears throat> and the run defense isn't as great, but it's still very good. I mean, third, they rank 11th in the league, allowing 111.4 yards through the ground. 
But it's also worth mentioning the Steelers finished started the season eleven and zero, but they finished only one and four. And I know Week Seventeen doesn't matter, but they haven't really looked that sharp in their last five games. But I think the defense is very good, and the Browns barely beat the Steelers backups last week. So I expect the Steelers to win fairly comfortably by a score of thirty-one to sixteen. They come into this game as six-point favorites, but I think they'll win this one by two scores or I guess fifteen points. Yeah, two scores. So that does it for the games on Sunday. Stay tuned next week when I'll preview the divisional round matchups.